Hey guys, it's Steve from Briar Systems Podcast. Check out ownyourkeys.com. It's our newest site. We launched January 26th, 2023. And we're getting a lot of people who want to come to our site and learn how to own their keys. People aren't trusting centralized exchanges anymore, and they're taking their crypto off. But before you do that, you guys need some information. Do your own research as always, but we've sourced some great, safe, responsible information, utilities, and tools for you guys to use. And that way you could own your own crypto, keep it safe in your own wallet, or even take it a step further and explore the blockchain. You know, learn how to mint NFTs or maybe build your own project. But till then, guys, stay safe. And like always, this is not financial advice. All right, guys, enjoy the podcast. And welcome to the Briar Systems Podcast. We have Alpha Chimpero from the jungle and Coffee and Crow in the mornings on Twitter. Alpha, what's going on, my brother? Welcome. Hey, happy to be here, man. Thanks for coming. So, Alpha, if you could explain a little bit to the people listening, you know, uh, what you do every day that makes you you. Yo, first of all, uh, Alpha Chimpero, that's that's hilarious, bro. Um, my daughter, my daughter calls me that. I, I haven't, I haven't heard that from anyone other than her in a long time. <laughs> Cause that's the name that I made up for myself when I jumped on Twitter after I minted, uh, my first NFT, my Kronos chimp. And, uh, it was a gold chimp. So I, I don't know. It was like one on one. Yeah, I mean, it's in the top 20. It's ranked 19 out of 10K. And um, I was proud of that thing. I didn't really know anything about NFTs, but I knew that that chimp was important. So I named myself Alpha Chimporo, like gold chimp All in right. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah, are pretty And then I cut the Chimporo off. Oh. <laughs> Chimporo. I don't know, like halfway through 2022, I think I cut it off. Oh, I still use it. Or I think, like, that's your formal name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that. I still have the .eth. Like, I have alphachimporo.eth. Right. Alphaconsulting.eth. I got a couple. To, and to explain to the listeners what that is, that is a customized address on the Ethereum blockchain that you are able to do through ENS. So Ethereum yes, naming sir. service. The Ethereum name service. I've got a couple of these Web3 domains, I guess. So we'll see all, what they turn into. A lot of people who are listening to this, they're all uh, like Web2 people probably buying crypto on Coinbase. So they probably have a whole bunch of Ethereum name service, but they have no clue what it does. And what it basically does is create a DeFi address for your wallet. Um, what ownyourkeys.com is all about and you could have a custom name for it. So like Jimmy Henderson, Dottie <laughs> or Alpha Chimpura or Briar Systems. Yeah. The shorter, the shorter, the more expensive. They're like, they're like web addresses. I I think alpha.eth is going for a lot right now. Oh, probably. That, what? that would be a flex. Do you think that's going to be adopted by institutions in the future, potentially? Oh, yeah, 
I think that's what most of these DGENs are banking on when they buy these ENS domains is selling it to uh, the greater fool. And that would be the corporations for sure. <laughs> I agree. Even though they're smart and they, they would like to come up with their own ecosystem and environment, how are you going to get people to join that environment? That's why I enjoy DeFi so much. Oh, I love DeFi. That's what I do every day. I uh, I have two daily shows on Twitter, and we talk DeFi, and we try to onboard people. It takes a lot of hand-holding. It's not an easy thing to get into. Oh, yeah. You helped walk me through some definitely technical schematics to be able to incorporate and utilize smart contracts or NFT projects or even wrap my mind around the blueprints that some of these smart contracts were incorporating into ecosystems, right? Like Chronospheres. We got smart people that come in every day too. That's the best part is like most of the Chronos projects that are worth their weight are in there every day. The devs, the leads, the community managers, they're all there. So you can ask questions. You can learn a lot. I learn a lot every day. Me too. It's an important place to be if you want to have your finger on the pulse of NFTs and the ecosystems that are being created. Everything from Aptos, ETH, Poly. Uh, but it's mostly Kronos originated because a lot of projects went there to develop because it was one of the cheapest one of the cheapest fastest and most secure for a while um since then it's been surpassed by a couple other ones but yeah i didn't realize that was why i was on chronos at first you know i didn't even realize what the difference between blockchains were i just knew that the transactions when i was trying to go to like coinbase wallet from Coinbase, like, oh my God, once I got to the wallet side, as I thought of it at the time, hundreds of dollars. Like, wait a second, it's gonna cost fifty dollars to send it back to Coinbase? Like, what is this? Yeah. Those were ETH fees back in 2021. Yeah. But um, Kronos, I just like I found the DeFi wallet. That's how I found the Chimps. They were one of the only DApps. It was like. Kronos Chimps and VVS Finance. And it's a great I environment. Like tonic. I think Tonic was in there. Yeah, I think so too. The the Kronos ecosystem is a great place to experiment when you're trying to learn the blockchain. So that's definitely why I'm still here because the technology has evolved so fast. I was like, oh, well, I'll spend a couple months in it and I'll move on to, you know, where the big money is and ETH or Poly or you know, basic attention token, having no yep. real concept of what blockchain was. And since I've been here, it must have uh, mutated like four different times. And it's, <laughs> it just keeps changing every day. So, I mean, if I hopped off of Kronos, I would miss. And it, it's always the cutting edge technology are on EVMs. They're not experimenting with this kind of technology on ETH because of how expensive it is to experiment with it. Yeah, still to this day. And it's hard not to feel like we're biased because of 
where we started and still being there you know but this is so small and so early it's like you can look around <laughs> you can look around and see that there's not there's not a lot of options like chronos absolutely i mean it's not well established whereas we have a lot of people you know a lot of liquidity just pouring in is established where we have a lot of stuff built and the sales are set for when institutionals start adopting it or like the masses came in it you know you would actually see all of these mechanics pick up from metaverses becoming active to uh, projects coming to fruition with really far roadmaps far-reaching roadmaps not just like quarterly two quarters of a year or something yeah man for sure but let's talk about the thunder well i'm sorry uh, i'd like you to introduce everyone a little bit to how you got into crypto to blockchain to nft yeah um the first cryptos that i bought i think we're on wasn't on crypto.com it was on coinbase i bought matic and i bought um amp and i had done like the little coinbase earn coinbase learn learn to earn whatever they give you like a couple bucks and i think i just bought more of those tokens that they had given me free ones of and um I don't know. I've I've stuck with Matic the whole time. Like I still love that shit. But um I downloaded crypto.com app to get Dogecoin. Yeah, I think Doge wasn't on Coinbase or something like that. So I got the crypto.com app and uh I signed up my wife so that we could get that $25 referral code and that's like still the only referral money that i've made even though i've been running this show twice a day i put that code up there it's like nobody um nobody stakes for the card or i don't know i don't know what it is but i still i still push for crypto.com man even though they never gave me the card like i i uh i really wanted that shit i remember when i first got in and i first got that app and I bought Crow to stake for the card. Like I bought whatever you had to do to get that first level card. It was like 400 bucks. And um, that's a Ruby. Yeah. But Crow was like six cents. Damn. And um, then it went to like 10 and I and I got my wife a card. I got my wife. Well, I staked for it. You know, they never sent either of these cards. And um. <clears throat> Then we went to Maine on a trip and Crow was at like 30 cents. Damn. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I started feeling rich like, for the first time in my life. And because um, for her, I stayed for the Jade Green. Oh. And I had I had been putting Matic into these little, um, I was doing uh, Crypto.com's little earn program. I was doing all the little things to make money, like anything that was offering you yield, I was doing it. 
and uh, I would throw whatever Matic I had in like, uh, I think it was four months you could do. And they were giving you 10% APR. And I was like, this is great. Or 15%. The longer you staked it for, the more APR you got. So I staked it for as long as you could. I still go by the same ethos now. Um, but then when I was in crypto.com, I mean, when I was in DeFi, once I, once I got into DeFi and I was moving all my crow over there because the APRs were better. You know, I had found VVS Finance. Shit was going crazy. But every couple of days, one of these Matic lockups would unlock, you know? And Matic was going to two bucks and, and Crow was going to 90 cents. And for the first time in my life, I had like over $100,000. And I was like, or, you know, on paper. And um, I just remember all like taking all these screenshots, like freaking out. And then I met all of you guys. Then I got on Twitter with the chimps. I minted those chimps. You minted and, a uh, lot of them too. How many did you mint? Yeah, I minted thirty-five chimps. What? Damn. Which is crazy, right? Because you hear about people doing stuff like that now, and they're seasoned nft veterans you know like they know what they're doing when they mint bags of anything i didn't know what the hell i was doing mm. i just kept minting and minting minting the first one i ever minted was a pirate chimp with jelly skin oh. and um i didn't know what the rankings were back then i didn't even know that they were ranked but that one ended up being a good rank too it was like around around a thousand twelve hundred so i don't know i was on fire like that there's a reason i kept minting is what i'm getting at because like i knew that there was something about having a good one i wanted to mint a good one i don't remember how deep it was when i got that gold one but like that was the point i wasn't just hitting buttons like i was trying to get something cool well, you definitely got it, man, because you rocked that chimp for a long time. Oh, yeah, I'm still rocking it. So from there, you found out enough and did enough research where you decided to become a project founder yourself. So if you could talk to them a little bit about what made you decide to have your own project. Yeah, I kind of fell into becoming a project founder. Um, I really liked Twitter Spaces. Because, like, when I got on Twitter, I got on Twitter Spaces. And that's how I met um, all of you guys. And it was, it was loaded lion spaces back then. Like, chimps weren't doing that. They had a Discord. Um, so I started hanging out with the lions but they were fired up back then they thought they were the number one nft project in history um <laughs> you know there had been like million dollar offers it was the first week and uh and crow was going and crow had gone to 96 cents so like everybody was just fired up yep and i, I remember that telling them, trying to mint the the lions Oh yeah, everybody I came got close. 
but I bought mine after. This is the thing: is like Island Thunder has been my brand for 20 years. You know, I'm 40, and this is way before NFTs or crypto existed. Um, so the logo has always been the same. It's been this lion that's red, gold, and green. It has lightning bolt mane. I'm always telling my kids, like, Mr. Beast ripped us off. Like, I don't know what kind of animal that is, but it's basically my logo, different animal. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a synchronicity, man, probably. I doubt. Oh, he saw my shit. He saw my shit. But I will um, say, like, that's the universe, you know, setting the grounds for you to do what you're doing now. Yeah, I've always loved this logo. I've always felt like it was a very powerful logo. And um, when I got up in that lion space, I straight up told, I grabbed the mic and I was like, yo, I'm a lion too, man. Like, <laughs> And they were not having it. They were not having it at all. So what I did was I traded 10 chimps for a lion. And it was the first like cross-chain um, trade between... Kronos and CDC. And that first week that I was running these jungle spaces that we started, um, that that was the whole thing. We were just blowing people's minds because none of these guys that minted lions knew the difference between a centralized uh, NFT and a centralized exchange and a, and a decent and what DeFi was. Exactly, and that's the same way with crypto right now. I have a conversation. Oh, it'll, never, it'll never change, right? But now, now we have this bridge already built where we're just bringing people across every day. Oh, yeah. The, the people I talk to consistently, they're like, oh, I've been in the crypto for like five years. I'm like, awesome. What chain do you like the best? They're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? I'm on Most Coinbase. people, they buy coins on Coinbase. They hold them. They look at the screen. They see where the where the prices go. And I get it. That was me. That was me when I started. And if you don't get into DeFi, if you don't start to actually understand the tokens that you're holding, what the actual project behind it is, what they're building, um, then what are you really doing? You're not really you're not really in crypto. Because the truth of the matter is you're not holding any crypto. Mm. Coinbase is holding all your crypto. Well, that's when I made the biggest realization of my life was before the FTX thing, before anything else, they had a survey come out that said between Coinbase, FTX, and um, Binance all own 50% of the entire Ethereum circulating supply. I was like, damn. I'm like, well, what happens if one of them collapses? <laughs> yeah. what, what would happen? You know, or one of them and gets then we found out. Yeah. It's no bueno. But FCX was always funny because they were never on chain. I've never met anybody who traded with them or did, you know, didn't have a chain of their own. They didn't have. No, they're like uh, OneCoin or um, BitConnect. It's like, yeah. They don't have a blockchain. They're just telling you what, what, how much of what they hold in their wallets is yours. Right. And like that's how that's how Ponzi's work. 
Well, that's also how banks work too, right? They can leverage your money all the time. That's the whole oh, point of the worst, a bank. Man. You know, why would there be a centralized exchange? Oh, to make money off the three percent? Is that what banks do? Just to make money off the overdraft fees? I don't think so. They want all of the money centralized so they can leverage it. And that's completely that's legal. That's what I was always the most excited about. Um in the beginning and now too, but I just, I don't talk about it as much as I used to just getting away from the banking system, being your own bank and how, how empowering that is. Well, it's the same concept as anything else that can become toxic when people are fighting to preserve an aging broken system that, you know, banking. All these guys messing it up for us. Like Mashinsky. You know, like Celsius was out there spending as much on advertising as Crypto.com or FTX and and talking that same talk as us, like be your own bank. And um, they rugged they rugged everybody just as hard as FTX. And that's going to leave a sour taste in a lot of consumers mouths that would have been involved. We'll probably see a lot more of that. I mean, it's terrifying being in DeFi and being a project owner because all day long, you know, being a project owner myself, I get DMs from centralized exchanges. Oh, give us 30 grand and we'll list your token. I'm like, why would I pay you 30 grand to list my token? Like, because they need the money. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like, if I handed you 40 million tokens worth 30 grand, or I don't know, it would probably be 150 million tokens worth 30 grand, uh, shouldn't you be thanking me instead of expecting me to pay you to hand you hand over my tokens? And I've yeah, but there's a lot of people that are new, and uh, they, I mean, we got people that are new that start tokens, and they'll they'll go right ahead with that. They'll put the money up. The goal is to get listed on centralized exchanges. I wonder what MMF paid Crypto.com. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, but what happens? How do you? How does that make your token any more or less rare? I mean, aside from you using your token to pull liquidity out of the liquidity pools. Well, yeah, because if you have a set supply, and you're already near full circulation and you send a big chunk to a market maker like a centralized exchange that's a lot of locked liquidity or not locked but that's a lot it's of liquidity that it, yeah it should be but you don't know but, you know if from what i understand is those tokens on a centralized exchange they're not even interacting with the blockchain so if you have any kind of tax, you know, you can't trace it anymore. It's just, it's gone. I mean, for all you know. You got to really burn. trust that centralized exchange, man. Yeah. And then if you build up your liquidity on DeFi and that exchange goes down, that's considered an asset that they'll have to sell off to pay people back for bankruptcy. And they're pulling your liquidity off of DeFi. There's nothing you could do about it. You know, that's why... We kind of have that back-end tax. I'm pretty sure you do, too. And that's last-ditch effort if a nefarious exploit 
comes to light, and I don't mean just in contract. I mean, in, you know, ec- economically, like if a market went down and they started selling off my token, where I have liquidity pools, I could do like a massive tax, like bring it up to like more than fifty percent, and just watch the token burn the fuck off. Yeah, we have a straight burn tax at this point. That's all we're doing with the with the tax fees. Now that we are at like 98% of circulating supply. So by April 20th of this year, we will be strictly buying and burning thunder. And all of these um all of these 10% taxes I mean, we've got 20, uh, we have 20 holders in, in the Thunder ecosystem that have already got to the point where they're trading tax free because they hold a Thunder token and they hold, um, 10 Thundercats. So they won't be paying this tax, but there's always, um, there's always a 2% tax. But for everybody else trading, there's always a 2% burn tax. But the eight on top, that was liquidity. Um, that was a liquidity provider tax up until recently. Up until the Thundercat Mint really started kicking off. And now we're just, now we're just burning it because of the fact that we did find an exploit. You know, there was an exploit that got um, taken advantage of by a bot using the original CroFi decks that we launched on that ended up rugging, but like it's still there and it's still in the contract. Um, they arbitraged the token. So yeah, once the contract had enough Crow to make another LP, um, it pushed it to CroFi, where the shit was so out of whack that it, the bot got like 10 million thunder for one crow and then dumped it all on Crodex, where it was more like 700 thunder to a crow. Were you able to reroute the contract away from CroFi? Yeah, and that's why we're it, it all burns now. All that thunder burns instead of getting paired. That's good. Yeah, because mine was also from Crow5, and I've noticed that the contract liquidity um, is stacking up, but it's nowhere near. I I, I think it might be Crow5 that that like did the exploit. Probably. You know, not to scare people, but that dev did wind up stealing money from them, right, and running away or something. Yeah, he took it uh, straight out of their CroFi token. And like, he just he tanked that thing into the ground. If you read... Tried, uh, to do, tried to do the same thing with Thunder, you know? Just dumped it. But they were able to get um, about $1,000 worth of liquidity out before we could shut it down. Well, you could also like skyrocketed the tax to make it... That discourages the bots. They stop earlier too, from what I understand. Like if it's not. Yeah, over... they did this in one transaction. So. Damn. 
it was um, impossible to do anything but stop it from happening again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's life in crypto, man. You got to take the hit and you got to learn how to keep moving. That's true. Similar thing happened with me. I launched uh, the Ethereum token and I had it for, uh, I forget what it was. It was like eight zeros four or something like that for the price. And when I was registering on Radio Shack for the Ethereum token, he's like, oh, why don't we make it six zeros? Yeah. Like, I know there's a reason I shouldn't do that because this is like, a few weeks down the road after I'm setting all this other stuff up. I'm like, no, I probably shouldn't do that. He's like, no, six zeros is better. Six zeros four. I'm like, all right, fine. Do six zeros four. And we finally finished it up at like 2 a.m. I passed out. I woke up in the morning. I had angry DMs. You're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? Somebody pulled the arbitrage from Uniswap <laughs> and yeah. a lot of money. A lot of liquidity out. And that was my fault. I mean, it was mostly my fault, but, you know, I should have had a higher result. There's only one way to learn those lessons, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, but I'm, I learned the hard, I learned the best the hard way. (laughs) Yeah. Some of these projects get arbitraged for millions of dollars. So, doing all right. Absolutely, man. So, tell me a little bit about your project you got thunder token it's circulating like angry bees on the chrono chain it's just everywhere yeah, yeah it's good it's nice to see volume every day you know it's always doing at least like four or five hundred dollars of volume and i've seen days where it trades like twenty five hundred three thousand dollars um unfortunately one of those days was was <laughs> that bought <laughs> that but you know, you take you take what you can get. Um, so I started the Twitter Spaces in November of uh, 21 when Kronos launched um, after the chimp mint, and it it was only uh, four or five months later that people in the spaces started asking me daily, like, "Hey, when are you gonna have a project?" and for the longest time, I didn't think it was a great idea. I saw what it did to people um, on a personal level because they were coming into the spaces every day. And all I did was listen to these stories. Um, back then, it was a lot of cliche, like, oh, you know, mint day's coming. I haven't slept in a week. There's a lot of people talking about not sleeping. And I was like, oh, look, I've, I've got kids. I got to sleep. <laughs> I, need, I, got, I need sleep. Yeah. I got to get them on the bus. I got a show to do. Yeah. And I don't know. I, uh, I did enough research that by March of, la- of, yeah, March of last year, March of 2022, I started thinking about it differently and started planning a small drop of 42 tokens on Ethereum. And I learned everything to do it myself. I took my Thunder logo and turned it into a SVG file 
and then turned it into a 3D uh, coin. And I did that in blend. I learned how to use Blender. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, I minted it to ETH and people loved it. It was actually a really good feeling. Um, it minted out in like two weeks, I think. I think it took a little less than two weeks. And they were 0.042 ETH, which was about 420. <laughs> it was about 170 bucks. Like it wasn't, wasn't cheap. And, um, we went through a whole process of, oh, there were these like banners and the hidden content. We had this whole gamification of prizes. And oh, yeah. didn't your son do all the prizes? Yeah, and we sent out um like twelve or thirteen pairs of Jordans to the holders that Damn. you know held the right ones. And then we felt bad months later and started sending them to all the holders. <laughs> and I mean at that point we had launched um a Kronos version. We had taken the same art and brought it over to Kronos and did 400 and 420 tokens. Aren't you a heave? You're supposed to be good at doing business, man. You can't give everything away. I know you're altruistic and you're all about love, man. I know. My wife tells me the same thing. But you you got heave blood. I gave, out more, than, I gave out more than 35 chimps. Like I minted 35 and I gave I out like 70. I watched you do it. I watched you give it to people, and then the same day yeah. they sold it. That's fucked up. Who did that? I don't want to tell you, but I'm not. I'm not a fan. Of, but I will say I'm mad at you because you've never even offered me one to say no. Oh, that's amazing. You're too quiet. That's okay. That's fine. I got all, you, all people had to do was come up there and be like, I "Yo, I fuck, I fuck with you." <laughs> I wouldn't give you a chip. I mean, I might give you a briar bear. Well, back then, some of these guys were selling them for thousands of dollars, too. Damn. Wavy sold his for three grand. It's like, how could I be mad at him? Wait, which way? I was. I was mad. Stacks or Wavy Gravy? Wavy. OG? OG Wavy. Crotopia Wavy. Three grand is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. you should have cut you in on that. At least give me your mint price back. Well, he gave me 10 crow skulls. And oh. you know how much I sold those fuckers for? I don't even want to know. 300 crow. Like a like a what? moron. Yeah. 300 a piece? Yeah. Oh. Because then they ended up going to like 2K. Yeah, yeah. They, they done stayed there. I could have held them and 5X'd my, you know, my my wavy losses. Like, he ended up giving me more in return, technically, if I had if I had played my cards right. Well, I'm so that's like, the way it goes, you know? I don't like selling anything, man. Like, I'll buy that's why I gave them out. That's why I gave them out. I didn't want to sell them. And I didn't want to hold... 75 chimps. I think that's kind of like obnoxious. A little bit. I held on to my crow skull 
until the price point tipped my sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Some people really like holding lots of one kind of NFT, you know, they put these pictures on Twitter and you can barely make out one from the next because it's like a smorgasbord of 80 NFTs that all look alike. Mm. They're like, this is my bag. Okay. Well, as messed up as it was to playing the Crow Skull potions, and, you know, then their platform wasn't that great. They have built a solid community of holders. So, Crow uh, Skulls are solid. Crow yeah. Skulls are right up there with boomers and chimps. And well, you would have th- thought the Meerkats were like number I one. never leave out the Meerkats. What happened? Uh, I was talking to Schwiz last night, and he said that the Crow Skulls were number one on, on Abuses. I think that's what he said. Yeah, the Evo Skulls are way above the Meerkats. Meerkats have um, gone down. I believe it, but that price point... They burn, more... they burn bright, man. They burn that candle at both ends. Yeah. They went up real fast. They came down much harder than everybody else. That's weird that it happened that way. I wonder... They're still struggling to get over a penny, you know? Like, MMF should be right up there with Crow. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were right there with all the D-Gen plays with me. Everything from Dark to Sky to Onyx, Ducky. Every single one of those hurts. You know what hurts the most? Dark Crystal. I never really Dark got Crystal. into it because I didn't like, like the movie. They never said goodbye. They never said anything. And it and everything's still just sitting there. I hate that. So what was the mechanics of Dark Crystal? That was just they had their own swap, right? Yeah, it was a tomb fork, but they no yeah. dark dark crypto. Had their, see, that's the thing. It's like, isn't it dark forest? Come on, guys. There's so many things you could call your crypto project, but how is it on Chronos? We've got dark, dark crypto, dark gang. Dark, wait. Yeah, there's just too much. There's too much, and they're all the same. Dark crystal and dark crypto sound exactly the same, first of all. So of course we get confused, but dark crystal hurt my feelings so that's enough of the rugs because there's plenty of those let's talk about some of the pumps that really brought some of the community up i remember uh hanging out with you and learning about the chronos or chronos.org website going through checking out some of the glitches i got paid out on a glitch when i was nif- uh, minting the nifty nana so back in the day, Shwiz and I were talking about this, the out of gas fee. Remember we used to have those? Yeah. Well, it's like we were able to go in and manually fix that out of gas fee through the Chronos Block Explorer. But the first time I did that, I tried to put like 12 billion crow coin in my wallet. So I <laughs> took that transaction that was stuck and and it was an, another out of gas fee, about 12 billion crow going into my wallet. 
and they put it on, on the chronos.org. Uh, it's like the glitch snitch section or whatever. And they paid me like 300 oh, I'm like, Yeah, thanks a lot. The only reason I reported it is I wouldn't have gotten away with it. <laughs> Eight billion. Yeah, that's hard I to in trouble. And then <laughs> there was like the chronos, right? The chronos were two dollars a node. You buy twenty of them. Chronos, yeah. Yeah, or the CRN. You buy twenty CRN, you'd get a chronode. And that thing pumped. That brought people out of the dark ages real quick. Yeah, that was Hank. Come to find out. Hank. Hank Wyatt from uh, from Safe Moon. That was his first project on Kronos. Wow. Was uh was that Node, the Kronos Node project? That was a good one. And that's still going, right? They just revamped it. Um. Yeah, it is still going. It's revamped as like a different game now. It's called. Battleships? I think it's called Battleships. What do you think about Safe Moon, though, bro? Well, my coworkers told me about Safe Moon back in the day. Um, it seemed doable, but it was on the ETH chain, right? It wasn't like uh, EVM or anything like that. You'd have to buy it with Ethereum. And none yeah. of the centralized exchanges really dealt with SafeMoon. Or is that the Binance Smart Chain? Um, I think it's Binance, but it's not Ethereum. I think it is Binance. Yeah, they. Yeah. Yeah, it's a B. Well, it's a ERC. No, it's a BEP20 token. Hmm. I guess that's the technical term. Yeah, I never really got into but I think I attempted to buy it and I couldn't download Binance US because it wasn't allowed in Connecticut. That was before I well, I got to look into these guys. Yeah, cuz now they're coming around Kronos with this uh this new marketplace. And like Santi is in there working for them and Wait, Safe Moon or Binance? Safe Moon. Um, didn't that guy like Santi pull works- Nineteen million dollars of liquidity out, like late last year. The safe moon guy. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, that I, I hate him for it or anything, but I mean, what did you? No, say? I just like to know what's going on. You know, I like to. I like to feel like I know what's going on. So, what's the concept of safe moon again? It, it burns itself every time you do a transaction with it, whether you buy or sell. It's just becoming deflationary supposedly um their their big selling point back in the day was well first of all they've got the safe moon name which i've always felt like is just a liability 100 percent. like when the sec comes they're going they're at the top of the list there's no way around it just for the name so there's that because uh, whether or not you're advertising in that way, your name 100% implies um, a security, a safe trip to the moon. So I don't dig that. And then when they were selling it, the 
the big selling point was that they were locking the liquidity. It was called auto-magically locked. So that was a red flag for me because auto-magically is not a word. <laughs> hey, and, go with your feelings, bro. <laughs> um, and then I guess I was right because when they decided to launch a V2 and they, they pulled the liquidity and broke the LP tokens to get to, to make the new pair. There was like, yeah, $20 million worth of BNB that didn't make it into the next pair. Let's talk about LP tokens. Cause we got yeah. liquidity pools between both of us, right? For Thunder. Yeah. We have a pool on um, Crodex. On Crodex. Yeah. I started like little pools on ProSwap also, but Explain to me how the schematics or how the liquidity tokens work. Like you just use those to cash out? A liquidity token, the ones that are in your wallet after you make LP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just your cash out token. And what do you, that's only if you want to pull. The important thing is what you made, what that token represents. Yeah. The tokens that you put up into the liquidity pool. So the LP tokens just represent how much of how much of that pool is yours. Well, it was 50%, now it's like 48%. Because a bunch of other people are doing it too. I think the Someone's other 50% that. was yours too. Yeah, we went half and half, yeah. which is what people should be doing. Like what we did is just such a simple, um, such a simple transaction between like projects absolutely i take some of my token you take some of your token and we put it into a pool and let people who own either of our tokens trade them one for the other why the fuck can't everybody just do that yeah i explained that to some other people because they're like oh i don't want the liability like, what's the liability like, oh my god I hate, I hate when projects tell me that there's almost like, all right, no fuck off. right for me, I'd like to do exactly what you're doing and no longer have any more custodial right to the token. And there's even an option to completely uh, decentralize that token from the CroFi main control panel. So once it's completely distributed, like whether it's on centralized exchanges, decentralized exchanges, in ecosystems, on NFT marketplaces, or in like actual commerce, e-commerce, I'll just feel relieved because then I'm not responsible for shit. No more. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying, man. I've got a hundred million tokens left in this treasury wallet, and Damn. by by next month they're into circulation, and um, and I'm just gonna have to buy Thunder from now on. There you go. That's the way to do it. How did you guys stop? The liquidity from going back to Crofi. Uh, blacklisting it. Oh. Okay. And also there was a um. There was a line in the code that we changed, to um. I changed something to false. I'm not a dev. <laughs> mm. Uh. But we went through the code and I made something that was true, false, and that made it so that uh, it no longer creates LP on Crofi. 
That's a good way to do that. Yeah, I wish I could explain it better. No, I'm sorry. I got it. I'm basically running around. We got like twinsy, um, twinsy tokens. You know what I mean? It's basically the same code. So it's mm. good to know. I appreciate your honesty because it's scary sometimes when we're not sure what the hell is going on. You send it through. Oh, an God, dude, and I don't. I like. There's nothing I hate more than people that try and fucking talk about shit like they know what they're talking about when they they know they don't know what they're talking about yeah oh yeah like like that in web three like every topic of conversation i've had with people talking about audits i'm like well what would you do if you spent 10 grand on an audit and they said that you're good and then an exploit occurred (laughs) like can you sue them for your money? Nothing back? protecting you from that happening. No. And there's nothing that these auditors in Web3 are doing that any dev can't do. It's just yeah. that they have the reputation. Right. They give you that little symbol. Yeah, you get a little check mark. But it's like, bro, people are paying 30K for an audit. Fucking Board Candy paid 30K for an audit. And it's like, people are like, why is it four cents? What do you like? What do you expect from this from this token? They give all of the uh, you know LP fees to the to the projects that that own the liquidity. They I don't know what they're making off the game. It's like they've got emissions. That's what makes token prices go down. I think these guys really thought that like candy was gonna go up in value like people look at these tokens and they're like yeah all right so i'm making 1200 percent apr in the vaults locked for a year Jesus. but i should be but this price the price should rise it's, it's not mathematically possible no and you should know as a project and token owner there's no way you can make money off your token unless you're selling it directly off an exchange. So, and even then, you're the one providing the liquidity. <laughs> so, what are you making? Yeah. You know what I mean? Bro, the past year has felt like banging my head against the wall, oh, trying no. to convince a community of like minded individuals to become liquidity providers with Thunder and Crow. Tried talking nice to them tried incentivizing them, tried giving them things, tried making a reward pool. And now we've got the Thundercats Mint. And it's like, all right, mint this NFT. And we're just going to take 100% of the crow, pair it with Thunder, send it to the dead wallet, boom. That's forever liquidity. Forget about it. That's definitely one way to do it, man. Like a chicken sandwich, bro. Then you fuck them with the NFTs. (laughs) That's what they want, man. They all want (laughs) to spend their money with the NFTs. Yeah, the only thing they want to spend money on. Like, just put it in the pool. You get 3% on transactions. Nah. Nah. The problem is, is first in, first out, right? And so many of these, especially tokenization projects, have just slowly drained dying to nothing and it's not you know usually the project owner's fault it's like 
you can't tend to a token every day of every minute of every hour. Our ecosystem isn't big enough for that to be financially viable. Right yeah, now. and I learned that I learned that the hard way. I learned that staring at my token every day, buying it every time someone sold it to keep the price up. I mean, do you know how? You probably do. Yeah. You know how exhausting that is. Well, you know, you could do. For me, I don't have that same problem because we only have like 53 holders of our token, and it's an experiment for me. Like I'm able to learn, and I would love to make contracts where more of the token is utilized cross chain, so that way I don't have to deal with it as much, and there's more transactions happening. That's why Thunder has been unbelievably like invaluable to us because of how many transactions occur with those liquidity pools between Thunder and Briar, the scanners pick it up every day. There's at least one transaction a day now. There where, you go, because that keeps you on deck screener. And yeah. that's the point. Well, deck screener, and now we're being tracked by other charts. You know, I'll send you a list of some of these trackers. Yeah, any of them. But you have to trade in a 24 hour period to be right. recognized. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're just a token sitting around, there's no volume, nobody's seeing it. And that's the thing, like you have to that's get a death spiral. Yeah. Right. You gotta get on centralized you have to get on exchanges to be read on these these trackers. That's why I don't people don't understand when tokens are sitting on Coinbase, that trading volume probably has no effect whatsoever on the ecosystem or blockchain. Or it probably does, but only in the manner of the market maker wanting it to look one way or the other. <clears throat> All I know is the only time I've ever bought a token and watched it move was in DeFi. Yeah, it doesn't move in those centralized exchanges. It don't move on a centralized exchange. It doesn't matter how much you buy. Right, or sell. Well, it shouldn't matter how much you sell, but it probably does. Yeah. It's probably even more hilarious because everybody thinks that it's one specific price on CoinMarketCap, buying it on Coinbase, matching up the prices, which are probably off by like 10 cents 20 cents but as they're buying it and the token keeps going up that's probably only because coinbase or these centralized exchanges had to go to DeFi to get more tokens yeah but they are the largest holder of tokens out there they are the market makers so i believe one day they'll probably come to to DeFi, and that's when we'll see more institutional investments in it because these major exchanges will probably hold their hands. I'm not saying they don't know about DeFi, but it's not in their best interest for people to do DeFi instead of buy from them. The only reason Coinbase is doing their own chain right now is probably to cover their ass. I mean, I haven't seen too much in the news about them. So. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing, to tell you the truth. So let's talk about that a little bit. What what are they? What do you know? Because when you say you don't know, you usually know more than me. No, I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> about this. You know what I do know? I just looked for a second, and um, there's thirty four hundred dollars worth of available liquidity to go long on Crow on Mad Max, and there's no way in hell I'm passing this up. So I'm going thirty x long. With 1,200 crow, which gives me $2,800 of long position in USD. 
And I'm taking it, bro. I'm taking it before somebody else does. Because the last time I looked, there was $9 worth of liquidity. And I can't make a single trade. But I didn't know that until today. Up until today, I was just trying over and over again. And my transactions would fail if there wasn't enough liquidity, even though it says it at the bottom of the screen if you scroll down a little bit. So now I look. <laughs> I try not to play play around with shorts or longs too much anymore. I, really? Yeah, I got ripped apart trying to do day trade. I was not Where? good at it. But I was on three exchanges. So I was on Coinbase, Weeble, um, and the other one was uh, Coinbase Pro. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing long, long and short on tokens in Coinbase, bro. No, the long and and shorts were through Weeble, the Weeble Max or whatever they called it. And you weren't any good at stocks. No, I was very bad at it. Yeah, well, don't do stocks. There's your problem, <laughs> buddy. I got wrecked trading options on Robinhood. That was before crypto. Wrecked. COVID, bored, wrecked. But then I found crypto. And the thing is, is I understand these tokens. I understand Crow and I understand Matic. So I will long or short either of those. Anytime. Oh, fuck. It just went down to 795. I should have waited a second. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm bullish for the, the long term on all of these. But and I'm sure that there's money to be made in between these periods of time but i right now i prefer to get returns i feel like we have to i feel like we have to be making money at the bottom like i had to learn how to make money at the bottom and yeah that's how i found leverage and that was from people in the show like i i had looked at tectonic over and over and over again and I couldn't figure out what the hell it was. What is it? It's a leverage. It's a leverage. It's a lending and borrowing platform. So but you, you can use it. Account? Yeah, you can use it to leverage your position in Crow, which is what I did. I took the Crow that I had and I supplied it to Tectonic um, as collateral. And at that point in time, they were letting you borrow 70% of your, of your crow value in true USD. And then I was swapping that for crow and putting it back in over and over and over again. Especially when crow went down. So like, this is how I got my position up is every time crow would go up in price, I would have a little bit of USD that I could withdraw because the value of my collateral went up. So I was able to withdraw more USD. So I would pull it and then I would wait. And then of course, Crow would go down. Everything goes up and then it goes down. So I hold it and when it gets down, then I buy more Crow. When it's what, what happens if it's moonshots with you having a leverage like that? If Crow moonshots? Yeah. 
that's the best possible option. Because then, if it moonshots, say it, say it just doubles in value, right? It goes from eight cents to fifteen, sixteen. Um, you can withdraw half, swap it for true USD, pay off your loan, and now you just have a bag full of free crow. But you'd have to pay it off at the rising price, right? Yeah, but that's what you want. Because your tokens are worth more. So you're going to get, you're only going to have to sell half of them to get the money back to pay off your loan. Hmm. That's the beauty of these um, leveraged positions. And I'm trying to teach everybody else how to do it now. That's been... That's been part of the show for the past month. We have a we have a referral code with MMF and their decks, Madmex. If you type in jungle, you get 10% off your fees, which is dope. So that's an and, MMF decks? Yeah, MMF perpetuals decks. So same thing, leverage. But this is much this is a perpetuals deck, so it's it's way more geared towards the leverage. Whereas tectonic is more simple supply and borrow, you know, where you have to manually leverage it yourself. On on Madmex, it's a leverage trading platform. So it's very simple to just put $10 in, put the lever all the way up to 30x, and then it does that whole process for you hmm. and leverages 30 times that amount of dollars so it's borrowing the token and um what is it and getting the token? and getting more usdc is it just sitting what what does the platform do with the token as you the platform the platform is doing a lot because what's happening is it's it's trading on a on a single pair that the platform has made. It's called MLP, and and so it's a token, but it's a pool that's made up of the, all the tokens that are trading on the perpetual decks. So it's USDC, Matic, ETH, and Bitcoin. So when we're trading, and even if you're swapping on the decks on this perpetual decks, it's totally separate from MMF. Um, you're swapping within this pool. You're swapping with it. It would have no price effect on the actual Matic or the actual ETH market because it's isolated. These are isolated pools. And you can actually get like a better price sometimes. That's the way to do it, man. It's like uh, natural arbitrage. Yes. 100%. Bro, leverage trading is what is keeping this market alive. DGENs trading on leverage is why these tokens fluctuate the way that they do. People are getting liquidated. Every time it goes way up and then way down, <laughs> they're getting liquidated left and right. And they are getting right back into the market afterwards. Because that's what DGENs do, man. That's true. I mean, I can't really 
uh, justify my degen days. I have wallets full of crap. <laughs> Tokens, crap. Like, I should scan some of my wallets to find some of the garbage that I bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the DeFi wallet is better. Um, you might even see your Briar Thunder LP in there. Oh, maybe. The, yeah, if you go to uh, you go just to the main page, the wallet page. Did you get whitelisted on the DeFi wallet yet? Not with the logo, but we're in there. Yeah. We've got we've got a bunch of things that we still need to do to get to like. champion token status yeah what i mean what brings you the champions token status what you know it's probably still just their buddies yeah you gotta pay off all these guys you gotta get you gotta you gotta get on coin market cap you gotta right well the gatekeepers on coin market cap they're like oh give me two grand i'll get you on coin market cap yeah and i'm just like fuck you why do I need to be on there? It's obviously fake. You're not representing any of the centralized exchanges, but they're all recommending you to represent the tokens that they're listing as like their top 100 tokens. And they're all the same yeah. ones that paid them off. So. I've I mean, been telling all these projects the same thing the whole time. It's like when they try and charge you for something that someone else isn't charging for or you just go with the other person yeah i mean i'm on deck screener for the most part but not if i don't trade in 24 hours and then there's probably eventually going to be liquidity pools that are forgotten about i still have baby hop liquidity pool oh what was that what's going on what's going on with him i don't know I heard well, he's like back on the scene, but he's not coming up to talk to us about it. I think he's got I'm, I'm just trying to figure out like what's going on. Cause that Dex that he put us onto, that rug, right? The um bunny blocks. Um, uh, maybe. I never no, <laughs> I, I never connected with that guy. Did you have a lot of tokens on there? Uh no. In fact, I got bad vibes from the guy and never built the liquidity over there. Oh, there you go. But I did have like baby hop and stuff staked over there, but I was able to get it all out. He did the same thing as the Crowfi guys. Just wasn't feeling it. Took all the liquidity, left. Well, I mean, he left us. Isn't it like mostly automated though? Yeah, all this stuff is automated. Crowfi is still running. Moneyblocks is probably still running. But what is the point of a DEX with no liquidity? It's there's a point to it when the bots need the arbitrage and when the next bull run comes. So yeah, when the next bull run comes, they will fire it back up. You better believe it. Oh yeah, you better believe it. All these guys are just waiting. They just wait. They treat it like a Bitcoin wallet. They're like, oh, we'll just forget about it, and then when things are hot, we'll come back. And that's exactly what they're waiting for. I mean, they won't even have to. They'll come back and they'll check their wallets. And yeah, but we're not going to. 
like Bitcoin liquidity pools on their fucking platform. They're not, they're not taking us into account. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they don't expect us to still be here every day in in a year or two when they want to come back. Yeah, we're just kind of kicking around, looking at ants with a magnifying glass. You know, and then eventually, you know, Oracle does something. Schwiz launches a token. I'm like, oh, there we go. Yeah. SEC is like arresting a whole bunch of people. What Schwiz tell you about the token? He's launching a token. It's going to be in gamification. He's making a game that looks like Risk. And I love RTS and Risk. Like, that was my drinking game of choice. It was also my passion of hatred. Like, I got super emotional playing that game. Oh, no, that's not good. No. I, and I don't cheat at games, but I would throw oh, a that's good across the room if I was losing. You don't like cheaters. I don't like cheaters, but I was really good at it. So at risk? I was. Yeah. I was really good at it. I'll take your word for it. So he's launching a risk-like game, and uh, it's going to be like faction members. So you as a faction could decide to interact. Oh, good. We'll have a faction for sure. Yeah, I'll play it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I get discouraged with bugs, though. I need fluidity in my life. Otherwise, I become super autistic. Yeah, I finish. And we do things better as a group, like this Mad Max thing. Um, it like not only do we all learn from each other when we talk about it during the day, but we're getting better fees because we're all using the code, and the ten percent gets kicked back to the jungle wallet in USDC, so we can reinvest that. And you know, I can take ten bucks a kickback. Put that shit long on Matic and double it, double it again. I'm on fire, baby. So are you guys going to become multi-chain at some point? What do you plan on yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're dropping on Polygon. Polygon. I mean, we're already multi-chain because we're ETH, Kronos, and, um, well, Crypto.org, technically. That's the way to do it. So who's on your team? How many people do you got? Keeping eyes on wallets for you? Um, that's a great question. So on the official team, there's me, right? There's Murph, Cat, uh, D. Uh, I think there's five in the Discord. So there's about six people on the team. That's yeah. a good number. But unofficially, there's probably like four or five more. Kazan, Texas. You know, consultants. So, uh, what's the biggest success that you've had in your project today? The biggest success, I would say, um, our mystery box project and the fact that we were the first ones to use um, the Oracle, the the Witnet Oracle, on Chronos. So we were the first ones to use a verified. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> What do you call it? Verified randomness in our mint by using um, the Witnet Oracle. And they liked our project so much that they invested uh, 0.95 Ethereum in helping us continue the project. 
So not only are we proud of that, but I continue to hear Kronos Projects come back through the jungle and say that they are using the WitNet Oracle and that WitNet has invested um, almost the same amount in their project. And I just, that just makes me feel good every time. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people would be proud of like mint outs. I like a slow mint, you know. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of, of minting out fast. I'm trying to get everybody to hold one. And there's not a lot of people around. Well, you're here building every day. That's what matters. You're interacting with people. And that's one thing I could say for you as opposed to a lot of other projects. Other projects feel like they don't need to interact with uh, their community anymore once they mint out. They'll come in, drop them a line once in a while, but usually they're just so, you know, they're ready to rug. That's just been a conversation. Yeah, I mean, I hope we're setting some type of standard, you know. I don't, I don't think it's that hard. People always ask me, like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you, how can you possibly have two shows every day? Mm-hmm. And it's like the hardest part is just pushing play and having, having two hours to set aside but like everybody comes and makes it a good show i just gotta keep them and you guys are monetizing the show right you guys will take sponsors on we'll sponsor the show yeah we've we've had sponsors the whole time and we've been very open with the community about it we put their name in the title and we run the same show we do when there is no sponsor gotcha what's the price point for that uh, we charge $500 a week now for Kronos projects. That's pretty decent. Yeah, it's really, really decent. It's probably one of the better deals on, on Twitter. $100 a day, two shows. And we, uh, we give out our own NFTs and, and token, um, to put more eyes on their project. Yeah. That's pretty decent. Yeah, I'm actually looking at Aptos this weekend because, you know, it seems like Kronos is just super toxic right now. You know, I've been around for a long time. And I still can't get my token listed on Crodex. Like, I messaged Caesar. I'm like, hey. And he's just, like, not answering anymore. Oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I yeah, they won't, they won't, uh, they won't. Do it for uh Chronoballs either, man. So don't take it personally, cause like, come on, Chronoballs. Like, is there a more wholesome project? Right. Well, I, I mean, it is what it is. But now, you know, we have fantastic platforms to help any kind of ecosystem we're in, and we, we can't afford to be in an ecosystem where, you know, people might look down on our project at all. So it's good to start new and fresh and. We have the web two ownerkeys.com. We've got briarsystems.com. We got the tokens and we'll mint a new one over there and just keep it going, man, because the future is bright in DeFi and, uh, Kronos will have its time. Yeah, man. And it's DeFi. Like, Crodex is Crodex. You have liquidity on there. Yeah, that's true. It's just, uh, you know, at the same time. 
there's new marketplaces building, you know, looking for people who are going to be around every day. Oh, Not sure. Really build. And you could go through all, all their whitelisted tokens, and there's a shit ton of rugs. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't. And, bro, like, VVS won't fucking whitelist us. It's like, we've been doing tons of volume for a year now on VVS. It's like, come on. Get with it. Yeah, it would be nice if uh, they were more interactive with the community, but, you know, they got to list their buddies' tokens first, so that's fine. That's more important. Yeah, than they got Solana listed on there. They got all types of fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Solana might have a comeback one day. Yeah, I might buy some if it goes under 20 bucks. You never know. Yeah. I missed yeah, the boat when it went to eight. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I they're got... Still, they're still giving me a hard time for that one. I got into a bunch of projects when I was at 14. Or no, maybe it was 8. I don't know. Somebody gave me like 15 soul or something I want to contest. I minted a bunch of NFT projects called uh, Bricks with Tits. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm about to get into my first Solana project. Some some project hit me up from Seoul. They said you're you're what we want. <laughs> Give us your wallet. I was like, all right. So, Whoa, so- Texas! Texas just put my golden chimp up on Twitter and said, "How much would you pay for this floor chimp?" Motherfucker. Is he mad at you? Yeah. I made fun of him a lot on the show tonight, but whatever. Well, he's a sensitive dude. He deals with middle school. He's super sensitive. That's actually all I was saying on the show. I was like, he's very sensitive. Now he's posting all these price lists. Yeah, he's definitely listening back. And I just put, he's putting up the receipts. That's okay. He, uh, he's a good guy. We got a bunch of Texas Holder gear on our website. We're kind of collabing with him. He sent over some of his IP from his Lions. We got him on hoodies. Yeah. Yo, look at this guy. OBJ minted five Thundercats tonight. He just posted that on Twitter. He mint- Wait, he minted a gold one? Uh-oh. He minted a gold one. Nobody likes hearing that. I got to send him a million Thunder. That's crazy. Uh-oh. That's one way to do it. So where yeah. do you think DeFi is going to go in the future? Uh, it's a great question. It's a big question. Um, I think it's going to take at least like five or six years to get everybody into it. Hmm. When I say everybody, I mean like, you know, the 60% of the population that will actually do finances in DeFi. I think everybody should, but nobody ever does what they should do. This is true. I think the global financial system will collapse right around then too, so. Probably, it needs to. It's like a hundred year old system just fraught with <laughs> exploits. Yeah, it's like, uh, who just, 
is it, one of these countries just started trading uh, oil. I think it was Japan, China. Someone's trading in their native currency for oil. That's the first time that's happened since the 70s. This is going to throw everything out of way. Everybody's going to start doing it. Just watch. Well, it happens. Uh, the United States dollar was mostly pegged to the bar- oil barrel, but yeah, and the dollar's strong. It's gonna stay strong, but not for long. Not for long. No, These I are can't. like little cracks. You know, oil starts trading for other currencies. Crypto starts taking over. Double whammy. Yeah, it's gonna be a sad moment. My kids are still up, little fuckers. We're going to Puerto Rico tomorrow. I heard. Congratulations. Yeah, fun. Out of trouble, don't get in trouble. But oh, uh, yeah, last time I was in Puerto Rico, I was like doing cocaine and shit. Oh no, yeah, don't get arrested over there. Man, I've been sober for four years, that was a long time ago. Yo, look her, uh, I forget what his name is, it's like Maurice Le Bicycle or whatever. Maurice, <laughs> <laughs> they got some kind of celebrity serial killer over there, he used to ride a bike around, fucking kill cats and hang the cat tails from the back of his bike. Gross, bro. I know, but he lived for like 40 years doing that shit. He was a celebrity. Amazing. Oh, a serial killer celebrity. <laughs> but yeah, we could wrap this up. Um, I think yeah, it's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. So um, I'm a master at an hour and a half. This is how long my shows are. So like, I can feel an hour and a half when it comes around. Oh yeah, uh, I'm like, I've had a long day. But, oh, uh, it says it at the top of the screen. Look at that. It does. <laughs> but thanks for coming on. Alpha Chimpuro from Island Thunder. Stop calling me that. <laughs> no, I got it. You got your Alpha Chimpuro. Uh, but, hey, do your plug, man. Talk about the NFTs. Talk about the ecosystem. You know, talk about oh, the yeah. Man, you saw the Thundercat. 199 crow, if you know what crow is. Or... You can mint in USDC. What? It's eleven ninety nine, and guess what? It's cheaper if you mint in USDC because Crow is finally taking off. One of these days, swear to God. Um, Islandthunder.io, easiest way to find this stuff. Um, Thunder tokens, you can find them on ETH, on OpenSea, or on Kronos, on CrowSea. Always do your research. Always make sure you are buying legitimate NFTs. There's a lot of scammers out there. Uh, drink your water, brush your teeth, own your keys, own your crypto. Own your this is D5, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't ever forget that shit.